a new start. That's what I've called this message today because man, isn't it the perfect day for a new start? Whenever I like am about to start a diet, I'm always like, okay, I'll start it tomorrow or uh, next Monday or maybe next year. Well, today is that day, okay? It's January 1st. We are starting a brand new year and it is time for a new start. And I think that some of you listening to this need a new start. You're ready for something fresh, ready for something new. You're ready to leave the old year behind, leave last night behind, leave the last three years behind, aren't we all, right? And it's time for a new start. And in order to do that, we have got to set some goals. We've got to set some goals. And I'm a goal setter. Now, if you're familiar at all with the Enneagram, it's a personality test. I am an Enneagram 3 which means I'm an achiever. I love setting goals. Long before I ever took that personality test, I was setting goals. I remember back when I was about 19, sitting down one New Year's Eve and writing down 25 goals for my life. They were huge, big lifetime goals, and I've achieved about half of them so far, but I got a long ways to go. I'm a goal setter. I set goals for how many miles I'm gonna run, about how many books I'm gonna read. I set goals for everything. Some of you, though, you're like, I hate goals. Please don't give me any more goals. I don't want any. I don't want to set any goals because I just want life to happen. And if you're that kind of person that just loves serendipity, that too is a goal. Let's be honest. You are trying not to be tied down by things and allowing life to just happen to you. But whatever it is, I do think that if we want a new start and if we want something better for our lives, we have to set some goals. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So today is starting a new series, but I wish I could number this as message zero in this series because next week we're actually going to start talking about habits. We're really going to get into it for this series in the month of January. But today's message is the precursor that's going to make all of the habits make sense and work. And so that's why today's message is really going to set us up for success for this entire series called habits because it's small things that we do in our lives that lead to a big habit. But in order to do that first, we have to set a goal. So I'm telling you this because if you're joining us today, even if you're just checking us out, I want you to commit to this entire habit series for the month of January. You could subscribe on YouTube, on Facebook, you can get your podcast app and make sure you listen to the audio messages every week. Make sure you get this whole series because I know that you want a fresh start. You want something new. You want something better in your lives. And what we're going to learn today is a habit that's kind of the precursor to all the habits that we're going to be talking about over the next series. And it is this idea that you need to begin with the end in mind, to begin with the end in mind. This idea is one of, of course, Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people, but I feel like it's the habit before the habits. You gotta begin with the end in mind. You need to know the goal of where you're going if you wanna get anywhere. If you're going to build a house, You have to first get the plans. You have to get the blueprints. You have to write it out. You have to figure out what's going to take. You got to get the permits. You got to get the contractor. All of those things have to be laid out before you can even begin breaking ground. You've got to begin with the end in mind. You know what is coming. It's the same thing if you're going to start a business. Like you have to have a business plan. Most businesses fail before they even start because the plan isn't right. It's the same thing if you're going on a trip. Okay, if you're going on a vacation, you've got to know where you're going or else you're not going to know where to get on a plane. Or if you're thinking, I'm going to drive to Europe, it's probably not going to work because the destination determines how we get there. We need to begin with the end 
in mind. So I'm gonna give you three steps in order to make this beginning habit, this precursor habit, a reality. And the first one is very simple, guys. Listen, if you're taking notes, you can use the YouVersion Bible app and find our Rise Church Denver event too. But if you're taking notes, I want you to get three different points and they're gonna be coming from Philippians chapter three. So I'm gonna start in Philippians chapter three. We're gonna read the three verses that are our passage this morning. And then we're gonna learn the three points from this passage. So I'm gonna start in Philippians chapter three, verse 12. Paul writes to these early Christians, the apostle Paul, and he writes, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So here's the Apostle Paul talking about a goal. It, it is biblical here. We see Paul setting goals and showing us the way to how to do it. So setting goals is an important thing, and that's why we're going to learn three steps. And the first one is simple about goals, that you do need to set a goal. You need to set a goal. That's the first thing. If you want to get anywhere and you want a new start in your life, you want something better to happen in your life, you have to set a goal. Where are you going? Where are you going? This is so important. And we've got to begin to see it in our mind's eyes. We've got to start to visualize this. Look back with me at verse 12. Paul said, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. He said, hey, there's a goal. I see it, and I want to take hold of it. This is important, because if you want to set a goal, you have to be able to see it in your mind's eye, to visualize it. This is so critical for accomplishing things. Dr. Charles Garfield was a brilliant mathematician, and he was working a lot with NASA. And when he was working with these astronauts, he was really fascinated in how they did what they did because they would practice in environments here on, on Earth, and they would go over and over again, practicing the same things, so that when they eventually did go to space, they knew exactly what to do. They were practicing, visualizing what would be coming ahead of them. They saw the goal, so they were ready for it. So Dr. Garfield was so fascinated with this that he wanted to study it more. Even though he already had a PhD in mathematics, he went back and got a second doctorate in psychology so he could study people like those astronauts, people who are peak performers, the people who achieve way more than the rest of us, who accomplish greater things than the rest of us. And he found that these people are excellent at visualizing. This is what they do. They see the goal before they ever get there, and they can see it in their mind's eye, and therefore they can accomplish it at much better frequencies. I think Michael Phelps is one of the greatest examples of this. The Olympic swimmer, he, what he would do before every single meet was he would visualize every single stroke, every single turn in the water so that when he got into the pool, he knew exactly what to do. He had visualized the goal ahead of time and it allowed him to win quite a few gold medals. So we have to do the same thing. We've got to visualize where we're going. Paul said it, I can see the goal, I want to take hold of it. We have to visualize what's ahead of us. So what is your goal? What's your goal? Now, I think this is important for all of us. Now, this, this is going to be a great series for everyone, even if you're not a follower of Jesus, so I want you to just stay tuned and be a part of this series. 
Um, so it, the goal might be something that, that you've been thinking of for a long time, dreaming of for a long time. Maybe it's finally in 2023 time to get that degree. Maybe it's time to switch and get into the career you've always wanted. Maybe it's time to ask that girl out. Maybe there's something that you've been thinking about for a long time and you've got to say, this is my goal. I want to be there. I want to get there. Maybe it's something bad in your life, a bad habit that you want to get rid of, something that you want to overcome and finally be done with that thing that's been dragging you down. I want you to think about it. What's your goal? But I want to take it a step further, especially if you're a follower of Jesus, because goals are good to accomplish tasks and do things and achievements. But the goals that are more important, I believe, are the ones that shape us as individuals. What you're going to achieve is one thing, but who you're going to become is probably even more important. In fact, James Clear, in his book Atomic Habits, talks about this. That if you just say, hey, um, I want to stop eating so much sugar, you might be able to make that happen. But if you, instead you say, I want to be a healthy person, that's actually going to make you a healthier person. You're going to be much more likely to say no to sugar. And that's what I say. I want you to think about it. Yes, what's your goal, but who are you becoming? And if you're a follower of Jesus, I think the biblical answer to that is pretty clear, that we are supposed to become like Jesus. In Romans chapter 8, verse 29, Paul says, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. God's plan from the very beginning for the people who believe in him is for them to become like Jesus. He says something similar in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. He says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, Jesus' glory, we are being transformed into his image. That we are being transformed into being like Jesus. This is important because if we are sped supposed to be made more and more into being like Jesus. We need to think about Jesus's actions. We need to examine his attitudes and his heart so that we can become like him. I think about this with Jesus and there's, I mean, <laughs> there's dozens of different ways that I need to change to become more like Jesus. But one thing that I'm setting as a goal this year is to become more peaceful. I, I now have three kids I'm busy, life sometimes gets crazy, and I feel a level of anxiety I had never felt before. And I feel it personally, and that anxiety leads me to kind of lash out sometimes in anger. I'm like, please don't talk to with me before I've had my second cup of coffee, right? If you guys, you're, some of you are nodding at home with me. So somebody else is pointing at somebody else at the house, right? Okay, that's the thing. Like, I feel that now, that anxiety, that anger, and the peace that I, I felt like maybe I was better at before. Like, I don't feel like a peaceful person. I don't feel peace internally, and I definitely don't show it externally like I should. And then I look at Jesus, and I see someone who's peaceful, I see that Jesus, it wasn't like he's just going like running out by himself in the middle of nowhere so that he can stop and meditate and go, mm. like that's not what Jesus did. Jesus was in the midst of the hustle and bustle of life. He was involved with people. He hung out with people. He spent time with people and crowds of people came around him. Even when he was tired and exhausted and he went on a retreat, people followed him there and thousands of people were like hungry and wanting him to feed them. And Jesus loved them. He cared for them, and he showed a peace internally 
that really transcends understanding. And I look at Jesus and I'm like, that's what I want to be like. I want to become like him. I want to be more peaceful. So that's my goal in 2023. Can I become a person of peace like Jesus? But that's my goal. What's your goal? What's your goal? Who do you want to become? And I want you to take a minute right now to write it down. Maybe you get out a piece of pen or a piece of paper and a pen, write it down. Maybe get out your phone, save it in a note. But I want you to do this because when you write it down, it's going to be much more likely to become a reality. Think about it. What's your goal? Who do you want to become? Who do you want to become? So the first step is to set a goal. The first step is to set a goal. The second one is to let go. Here's the second step that you need to learn. We've got to let go. If we want to have a better life, a new fresh start, something better for our life, we have to let go of some things from behind us, some things from the past. Paul says this in verse 13. He says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind If we're going to take hold of the goal, if we're going to go after the thing we want, if we want a new start, we have to let go and forget what is behind. We have to let go. He's saying forget what lies behind, and some of us need to do the same thing. Maybe you've failed in the past at this thing that you want to accomplish. It's time to forget that and move ahead. Maybe there's um, some hurt from your past. Maybe you hear the words of that parent or coach or teacher echoing around in your head that you're not good enough, that you're never going to be there. We need to forget those things. We need to let go of them. Maybe it's some sin from your past, something you did, and you still feel awful about it, or some shame because of things that happened to you. But let me tell you this, like God wants you to forget those things. He wants you to let go of those things. And in fact, what's amazing is that Jesus Christ, God's son, came to die on the cross for your sins so that God could forget your sins. It tells us that in the the book of Isaiah, God's prophecy in Isaiah 43 is that God will remember your sins no more. That's a good verse. Remember your sins no more. So if God doesn't remember your sins, why do you remember them? Why do you keep dwelling on the past and the guilt that you're carrying around, that you're not good enough, that you're going to fail, that, that God would never accept you? That's a lie from Satan. And it's time to get him out of your head and let go, to forget about it. I honestly think that if you're just hoping that one day you'll forget about some of those things, like, no, 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 it's an active step here. We have to choose to forget, to choose to stop dwelling in the past and thinking about those things. It's time to let go. If you ever want to move forward into a new start, you got to let go of the past. Forget what happened last year. Forget what happened last night. It's time to move on to a new start. Let go. And I think that for some of you guys, that means practically letting go and stopping doing some things. Now, if you look and you want a new start, you want to achieve a goal that you've never been able to do, become a person that, that you've never been like before, If you keep doing the same things that you've been doing all along, you won't ever get there. To keep doing the same things and expect different results is the definition of insanity. You're not going to get there unless you stop doing some things to make room for the new things that God has for you this year. I I, I think some people really need to hear this today. You've got to let go of some things. Maybe, maybe you need to stop going in that relationship 
Maybe it's a friendship that needs to be done, but maybe you're in a relationship with someone that's unhealthy. Maybe it's toxic. Maybe it's time to break up with that girlfriend or boyfriend. Maybe it's time to let go of that group of friends who are dragging you down. Maybe it's time to let go of that job that has been soul-sucking for way too long. It's time to quit to start a new career. I know that, that some of you need to just quit and let go of some distractions. Every night you're wasting too much time watching TV. Maybe you need to let go of that. Maybe it's an app on your phone that you need to delete, a social media account that's just getting you and wasting your time. What do you need to let go of so that you can move into the new thing that God has for you? So the second thing you need to do is to let go. The third step, get going. Get going. This is the third thing we need to do. Look with me at the second half of verse 13. Paul said, he said, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We've got to start moving ahead, press on, push forward, take steps again and again and again. I really think this is what faith is. It's just taking the next step. Following Jesus is like, whatever the next thing you need to do, just do it. You've got to step forward. You've got to get going. Coach Lou Holtz, um, I think, said it right when he said, after all is said and done, more is said than done. Isn't that right? Okay, really, I've heard that the, the difference between a great person and is a good person is just doing a few more things. It's just taking a few more steps forward. You've got to get going. This is what it takes. The, the language that Paul is using here is really the language of a race. Did you notice that? Straining towards what's ahead. Press on toward the goal to win the prize. Like, Paul is like, okay, you're at the starting line. You see the goal, and you've got to run. Like, you've got to move. Like, if you just stay where you are, you're not going to keep going. You're not going to reach the goal, and you're not going to achieve the things that God has for you in your life. Move forward. Start running. Pick up your feet. Even if you're exhausted, just get going. You've got to keep moving. It's so important. And what's amazing is that if you are a follower of Jesus... You have God's Holy Spirit inside of you. And he's going to be the one who gives you the power to do all these things. The get going, the tenacity to keep moving, the perseverance, when you're exhausted to keep going. That's God's Spirit who's going to do it in you. He's the one who's going to be working hard. And what's amazing is that psychologists now have shown that actually being a person of faith helps you accomplish goals at a better and quicker pace than if you didn't have any faith. This is amazing. I wanted you guys to hear about this. Back in 2009, there was a couple researchers at the University of Miami, Michael McCullough and Brian Willoughby, and they wanted to study religion and how it relates to goal setting and self-control. And, and it was kind of weird because nobody had really studied it. But the more and more they looked at it, they found that there was remarkably consistent findings that over and over again, that those who were religious, who were people of faith, had more self-control and were better able to accomplish goals. They coined a phrase for it. They called it goal sanctification. And the word sanctification means made holy. So these are goals made holy, as if God is in these goals. And, and what they found is that people who have faith and believe that God has called them to a goal are much more likely to be energized and have the encouragement to go after their goals. 
They said, in fact, that faith is the granddaddy of all psychological devices for encouraging people to follow through with their goals. They found that people who want a better marriage and believe that God put them into that marriage are much more likely to have a healthy relationship. Found that people who believe that their bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, as we do as followers of Jesus, that we actually have healthier lifestyles. That those who believe that they're working for the Lord and not for human masters are much more likely to have, uh, be better at their jobs and advance farther in their careers. It's sanctified goals, goal sanctification. And it's amazing that when God, the Holy Spirit is in you, you can reach those goals better. And that's what I mean by get going. Get going by God's power to accomplish the things and become the person God has called you to be. And if you're thinking, well, Matt, that's not easy. You're right, it's not. If it were easy, you would have done it already. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be hard. You're gonna have to pick yourself up again and again in order to keep going and moving forward. And I also wanna just tell you this. Some people you're gonna to have to leave behind because not everybody is going to wanna change like you're gonna change. And not everybody is going to wanna to make those, those things in your life to become more like Jesus. Like when, when you start going after Jesus, when you start becoming like him, when you start going after the goal, there are some people who aren't ready yet or that aren't interested or aren't moving at the same pace and that's okay, you've got to go ahead. You've got to follow Jesus and keep going after him. That's my encouragement to you. But I wanna warn you guys. I want to warn you, there's some bad news. Because winners and losers all have the same goals. That's what James Clear writes in his book, Atomic Habits, and he's right. Okay, everybody wants to win the game. Every team wants to win the championship. Every athlete wants to win the gold medal. Um, but only one team wins. Only one athlete gets the gold medal. So winners and losers have the same goals. You have to have a goal. You have to know where you're going, but a goal in and of itself is not enough. It's just not. That's why you need habits. So that's why I'm telling you guys today that you need to come back next week, whether it's online again or in person, you've gotta come back as we jump into really talking about the habits of our habits series. How do we do these small little steps that are gonna build up to make a big impact on our life? We have to have the goal, we talked about that, that's for sure. You have to have the goal, write it down, know what it is, become the person God is calling you to be. But then we have got to develop the little tiny habits that are gonna help us get there. So I always try to have standalone sermons that you can just listen to one message and, and that's good and get everything you need. But this one is not one at all. In fact, you're gonna need the rest of this series. So you have to make sure that you are back in person or online for January 8th as we continue our habits series. But for today, but for today, what's your goal? Have you set it? Because that's the first step, set a goal. Second thing, what do you need to let go of if you're gonna go after this goal? And third, um, the third thing that you need to do is just get going. You've set the goal, you're letting go of some things, and now it's time to get going towards this goal. Because I believe God wants a new start for you. He's offering you an opportunity. Today is January 1st. It's time to start new, start afresh, walk into the new things God has for you, into the better life that Jesus has called you to. It's time. So let's set a goal 
Let's begin with the end in mind and let's get going together. I'm gonna say a special prayer for you right now and then make sure you come back next week. Let's pray together. Lord God, I'm grateful for this morning that we could learn and grow together. I pray that there would be some people who, who as they're listening to this message, as they hear my voice, they would know that you have something new for them, that their past doesn't define them, you define them, that you have called them to something better, to something greater. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would lead them into that new fresh start. I pray that they could see in their mind's eye and visualize the goal you have for them, not just for things to accomplish, for the, but for the person you have created them to be. I pray, God, that you'd give them your Holy Spirit to let go of the past, that your forgiveness would help them know that they are loved and accepted right now and they can have a new start and give them the power they need to get going. Lord God, I pray for major life change here in 2023. I pray for big things for our church this year. And Lord God, I'm asking you to move and to act in our lives. And I pray this all in Jesus' name.